Okay, welcome to episode 28 of the High School Hello Podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm Steve Wilson. I'm normally just uh, recording this, uh, producing, but uh, William's on vacation, so uh, so maybe we can get some Trini Trojan stuff in since I'm uh, I'm a proud uh, alum. Yeah, proud alum Trini Trojan. But uh, so take it away, Brian. Yeah, I'm Brian Gossett with the uh, High School Sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Gossett41. Uh, just first off, thanks, Steve, for filling in here this week. But as usual, we'll highlight uh, the past week in the softball and baseball world with our Players of the Week. Uh, we have one more week in high school soccer as eight teams from DFW are headed to Georgetown. Uh, the tournament starts on Wednesday, and we'll let you know what to expect in a couple of days uh, from DFWVarsity.com. Uh, before we begin with the Player of the Week, one of Star Telegram's best, Riley Sarton, uh, got some big news on Monday, getting drafted number 18 overall in the National Pro Fast Pitch Draft. Brian, where is she headed? Yeah, she got selected uh, by the Aussie Peppers in uh, Minnesota. And you like, like you mentioned, 18th overall out of 25 selections. Uh, Riley is a senior at Texas A&M and continues to put up ridiculous numbers uh, year after year. Uh, covered her for one season. She was at Alito High School. Started out her career at Fort Worth Trinity Valley and finished the last two seasons with the Bearcats where they won back-to-back state titles. Uh, Riley was a three-time Star Telegram All-Area player. And as for the college season, as uh, it's winding down and her career is winding down, tremendous career for her. Uh, Currently, she has 35 career home runs and 135 RBIs for the Aggies. So, excellent player. you know, I'm glad, glad that I got the opportunity to cover her for at least one season. And just congratulations on uh, being drafted there. Wow, that's a lot of uh, runs batted in there. It is. <laughs> 135. She's, uh, she's one of the tops. Okay, well, uh, continuing with softball, let's highlight our latest player of the week as well as other top performers. This week, McKinney North pitcher Caitlin Durheim uh, took home the honors beating out Lake Ridge Chloe Jones uh, by 3%. What did Durheim do last week against Wiley East and Lovejoy? Yeah, overall in two games, Caitlin went five for eight, a couple of triples and four RBIs, uh, two big wins as North uh, continues to roll in District 10-5A. They're now 8-0 and and uh, clinched that number one seed over Lovejoy on April 12th. And against Wiley East on April 9th, she got the win in the circle, throwing six and two-thirds innings with six strikeouts. And uh, Jones, the others had an excellent week as well? Yeah, Chloe Jones, again, coming up uh, just three, uh, 3% short uh, in second place. But really big-time performance in the circle for Chloe during the Eagles' 5-1 win over Mansfield on April 9th. Complete game effort as Lake Ridge uh, pulled into a tie for first place, but more importantly got the season sweep over the Tigers. And a few other nominees this week, Stephanie Chico, Arlington Heights, going 4-4-4 four four and also getting 11 strikeouts on the mound over Fort Worth Southwest. Peyton Gaska with a big-time uh, two-run walk-off home run for the Brock Eagles over Jack Spurl on senior night. Natalie Castile, the fantastic pitcher from South Grand Prairie, uh, didn't allow a hit in two games, including going perfect against DeSoto. Emma, Emma Rodriguez from Braswell going 6 of 9, came up a home run shy of the cycle against Lake Dallas, and finally Grapevine continues to win, got their fourth straight victory over Azo on April 12th. They're now tied for second place in District 75A, and Reese Light uh, had a fantastic uh, week driving in four runs uh, for the Mustangs. Uh, before we dive into baseball, let's stick with softball, where Brian went to Flower Mound High School on Monday to see a great matchup. First place battle between city rivals Flower Mound and Marcus. 
Uh, what went down there, and who got the win? Yeah, that game was first uh, scheduled for Saturday, but with all that rain, they had to push it back to Monday. Um, they call it the Mound Showdown. Uh, this is the second meeting this season. Marcus took home uh, the first matchup 8-7, to seven, so Flower Mound was definitely looking for some revenge. A lot of home runs in that one, a lot of, lot of runs scored as the Jaguars uh, pulled off the 14-9 victory. They actually got off to a shaky start, uh, trailing 4-0 after just half an inning. Um, Marcus Sr. and East Central commit Brooke Lawson with a big, big three-run home run to center field. But Flower Mound uh, wasn't down. They scored five runs in the bottom half of the first and again went on to win by five runs. A couple home runs from Kayla Wallace and Bailey Brainiac. Uh Jaguars now 11-1 in District 66A, while Marcus is 10-2. and uh, There's two more games this week to close out the regular season. So definitely District is still up for grabs. But um, after the game, spoke with Kayla Wallace, uh, Bailey Brainiac, and Kendall Jennings about the win and uh, first up is Kayla just getting that victory over uh, rival Marcus. It just feels great like we all put in so much work after we took that loss and we all took it to heart so to come out here and to play for like the person next to us made it that much more exciting. And then Bailey uh, just talking about being down early 4-0 but still continuing uh, to grind it out and get that victory. Play with a lot of these girls, so especially getting down early, it's tough to come back. But we're, we're used to coming back from behind, uh, especially last year in the playoffs. That was one of the things we had to do, and we're just used to it. And it's like you, you have a whole game, and that's just the first inning, so you just have the whole game to come back. And then uh, Flower Mound actually scored at least one run in all seven innings, and uh, Kendall Jennings, who is uh, committed to uh, the University of Alabama, Birmingham, uh, just talked about one of their goals about always scoring and, and really loving to score. Um, our coach always emphasizes starting starting off like good and well, getting going and just getting better every inning. And on the inside, we have like a chart of our goals and everything. And one of our non-goals that isn't written up there is to score every inning and just be consistent. And that's just something the coaches get off about, but we love it. We love scoring runs every inning. It makes it that much better. Moving on, the baseball player of the week is uh, Grapevine's Alex Vergara at ACU, ACU Commit. Uh, takes home this week's honor after a big-time effort against Azel. Uh, what did Alex do in the circle? Yeah, Alex threw a no-hitter, seven innings, 13 strikeouts against Azel on April 9th. Also added an RBI and triple on April 12th uh, to help complete the sweep over the Hornets. Grapevine still second place in 7-5A at 8-2, and two, and they have a 19-6 and six overall record. Uh, other nominees included uh, Nick Perry and Mason Ornelas. Who else stood out? Yeah, Nick came in second place, the pitcher from Braswell. Uh, great effort, complete game, four hits allowed, one unearned run, 14 strikeouts against Denton Ryan. And then Mason, uh, who's committed to Texas A&M, also a complete game, two hits, 13 strikeouts. Uh, Bell pulled off a, a really good victory, 1-0 against Richland. Some others, Michael Black from Haltom, uh, got the win as the Buffaloes snapped a 10-game skid and won their first district uh, game over your alma mater, Euless uh, <laughs> Trinity. So uh, see if Trinity can bounce back there. But uh, Grace Preps, Clayton Phillips also was in the nomination. He got a win and save against Dallas Shelton last week. Jack Lynch uh, over at Dallas Jesuit with a couple doubles, home run, four RBIs in two games. And then Marcus Pitcher, also A&M commit, Blake Mayfield, complete game effort, 11 strikeouts against Flower Mound. Uh, moving on to soccer, like we mentioned earlier, in the final week of high school soccer season, eight teams from DFW are going to state. 
five girls and three boys. That starts on Wednesday and ends Saturday at Brickelbach Field in Georgetown. Let's start with the weekend's regional tournaments. Brian, you were out at the McKinney on Friday and Mansfield on Saturday. Take us back to those semifinal and regional final games. Yeah, starting on Friday with those regional semis, I was at uh, beautiful McKinney ISD Stadium. Four games there for uh, 6A Region 1. Starting with Arlington uh, and J.J. Pierce girls, you know, came down to the wire. Pierce gained that 1-0 victory. Uh, Great season for Arlington, making it uh, their furthest run since 2012. Salt Lake Carroll and Friendship. Uh, Friendship really gave the Dragons all they could handle, uh, but ultimately Carroll got a couple goals in the second half for a 3-0 victory. And then on the boys' side, Sam Houston, Grand Prairie, excellent game. Uh, Grand Prairie who's, you know, kind of making a deep run. It's, it's been a while for them. They got a 1-0 victory. Sam Houston uh, making it to the regional tournament for the third time in five years, but uh, coming up short. And then Flower Mound and Bowie. Uh, I mean, just a crazy game. Went into overtime. Flower Mound scoring in the 96th minute during overtime just to tie it. And then in the shootout, it's uh, probably the longest shootout I've ever seen. Flower Mound winning it 10-9, to uh, you know, 10 Kickers for Flower Mound, 10 kickers for Bowie. Everyone made a, a go except for the last one, uh, Flower Mound goalkeeper um, Landon Leach, just getting enough to make that save and, and push them forward to the uh, regional final. But uh, going back to Salt Lake Carroll, you know, they, uh, they're a team that's expected to uh, make a deep run, and, and yeah, they're, they're going to state, and, and some might say they're the favorite to win 6A, but after that friendship game, you know, spoke to uh, a future A&M Aggie, Kendall Gilpin, and Baylor signee Tara Sommer about uh, continuing the season for the senior class and just gaining the support from the city. Um, a lot of fans there from Salt Lake uh, going to that regional tournament in McKinney. We're all really excited, especially the seniors, just because this is our last run and we couldn't do it without any of our other teammates and just the feeling is overwhelming. And just with all the fans that were here and the support from our school, it was really just amazing to be able to go out there and perform as well. Yeah, today. definitely. Especially for all the seniors, it's super special for us to go to round five. That's a huge deal. Um, we're all really excited. It's totally a team effort. Have the support of the city behind us is just an awesome feeling. So Carroll ends up beating Pierce in the final on Saturday, 6-0. All his goals coming in the first half. Taylor Tufts, uh, first goal and four assists. Sydney Noble, two goals. And other scores were Maddie Drenowatz, Katrina Owens, and Sarah Horniak. Yeah, they just dominated performance there. Uh, you know, they actually had to wait four hours. That game was supposed to start at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, but with all the rain, they got pushed back to 2 p.m. But it really didn't affect the Dragons at all. They uh, scored all six runs, like you mentioned, in the first half. Pierce really had no chance. Um, going back to the state for the fifth time overall, first time since 2013, um, where they'll play Friday morning in the uh, 6A semifinals. But the other DFW team uh, in 6A going on the other side of the bracket is the Allen Eagles. Uh, they picked up a 1-0 victory, uh, scored with three minutes left to uh, clinch their first state berth since 1998. Grand Prairie and Flower Mound played in the boys' 6A Region 1 final, and uh, Flower Mound got two early goals to hold off the Gophers and advance to their first state tournament. Over in Carrollton, it's the Wakeland boys going to state once again. And Mithlothian Heritage boys making history as well in remarkable fashion over Kilgore in the 4A Region 2 final. Yeah, we'll start off with Wakeland. Uh, you know, just 
dominant in boys soccer. It's their fourth straight season going to state uh, five in the last six years. You know, they won the 5A title the last two seasons, trying for a three-peat, which uh, hasn't been done since Plano Senior High in the early 1990s. Um, just like the Allen girls, they got a late goal uh, in the 69th minute from uh, William Hitchcock. Uh, so they'll be moving on to the 5A tournament. But Flower Mound and, and Midlow Heritage, you know, going for the first time, um, Flower Mound uh, picking up that 2-0 victory again, Landon Leach making, making some nice saves there. And then Heritage, uh, just an incredible comeback. Kilgore led 2-0 to with about 17 minutes to go, and Heritage was able to score three goals in a 10-minute span to pick up uh, that win and uh, their first berth into the state boys' soccer tournament. The other girls' teams to advance include Highland Park and Legacy in 5A, and the first-timers, uh, Melissa in 4A. And you got to see those Legacy Lady Broncos in a wet and windy Saturday final over at the Newsom Stadium. Legacy also makes history this season. Yeah, it, the rain just was so bad. I mean, it, it rained for the entire game. Uh, there was 25 to 30 mile per hour winds. Uh, and it was in Legacy's favor the first half. You know, got two goals in about a two-minute span. Uh, Olivia Jackson got a rebound and, and was able to beat the Centennial goalkeeper uh, for the first goal. And then they had a corner attempt. Uh and Lily Simpson with the kick and uh, Brenna Scheffler able to uh, get the uh, goal there for a 2-0 lead. And then they switched sides. Uh, Centennial got the win for the second half, but just couldn't find the goal. Uh, you know, shout out to the Legacy defense for not allowing a goal. Uh, actually, the fourth straight playoff game with uh, no goals allowed. Six in the last seven games for the Broncos and their 20th shutout of the season. Uh, Tatum Krieger, the goalkeeper, Sam Houston State signee um, in the net, just fantastic work, and then that back line and defense. But after the game, you know, talked to uh, Krieger and Ashley Perez, Scheffler and Lexi Luna, and, and you can actually catch that on my uh, Twitter page, at Gossip41 again. It's uh, my pinned tweet. But, um, yeah, Legacy moving on for the first time in program history, but also first time in Mansfield ISD history to have a girls' soccer team go to state. And uh, just one final shout-out to uh, Mansfield ISD as a whole. Uh, that game was actually scheduled to to be played at 12.30 p.m. in Wichita Falls. But with the rain and the delays, you know, the boys' game uh, was in a uh, weather delay as well. So they actually moved it back home to Mansfield uh, for a 7.30 start. So uh, Philip O'Neill, Don Maylou Smith and Tammy Lucinger and, and all the others uh, at Mansfield ISD. Big shout out to them for uh, getting that game in. While Legacy is going to stay for the first time, on the other side of the 5A bracket is a team very familiar with Georgetown in Highland Park. Yeah, Highland Park, uh, you know, first off, they picked up a big win in the third round against defending state champ Wakeland. You know, came up short last season in the regional final, but back again. Uh, I was down in Georgetown in 2017 when they won the 5A title, so. Back again for the second time in three years, trying for that uh, you know second state title. You know they beat North Forney in the semis eight to zero, and then beat a very good and upstart Frisco Independence uh, two to one. So looking forward to that 5A tournament. Uh, you know hopefully we can see a DFW final with uh, Highland Park and Legacy. And Melissa makes history too, winning in penalty kicks over Spring Hill to win the 4A uh, Region Two. Yeah, Melissa Cardinals, again, just like Legacy, very uh, defensively sound. Uh, you know, 26-1 to goal differential in the playoffs. 
They're one of three teams among the 24 state qualifiers to not have a loss all season long. So, Melissa, uh, congratulations to them for making history. And, you know, if we're going a little more out west, it's it's a little farther drive, but got to give a shout-out to Stephenville. Uh, The Honeybees, they're also in the 4A tournament, and they're just like Highland Park. They're trying for their second state title in three years. And remember, that runs Wednesday through Saturday. The 4A games on uh, Wednesday, 5A on Thursday, and 6A on Friday. Uh, You can catch the entire schedule on our website at dfwvarsity.com. As we wrap up, what else are you working on? Uh, What can our readers and listeners expect in the next few days other than uh, state soccer? Yeah, you talked about Taylor Tufts, uh, the incredible athlete for uh, Carroll Girls Soccer, but she shows a unique bond with the nine-year-old uh, Kylie Carroll. Uh, Kylie just kind of getting into soccer, and uh, you know they're over in that Carroll school district, and she loves watching those Dragons play, but um, she shares kind of a relationship uh, with Taylor, and, and, and Taylor's her favorite player, so... Uh, kind of doing a state preview on uh, Carol, but uh, look for that special bond uh, there on dfwvarsity.com. And then talking about Tatum Krieger and, and the Legacy Broncos, again, first-timers. But uh, Krieger, you know, missed the season last year because she was playing in the Development Academy, you know, that uh, DA, which is just full of an incredible athletes, D1 talent. You know, she got that Sam Houston State offer, and now she's back for a senior year for this run. Um, some others that I mentioned last week, you know, Nick, Nikki Newton, who found this basketball career at Crowley High School and TCU, Arlington police officer. You know, she's going through uh, a battle right now. She's going to have brain surgery next month. Uh, so going to do a story on that. And then, you know, you can continue – uh, looking out for softball and baseball district standings as softball ends the regular season this week, baseball next week. And speaking of uh, softball, Ezra Cox, who's the uh, manager, equipment manager and bat boy over at Eaton High School, uh, you know, he you don't really see a lot of bat boys uh, in softball or baseball uh, at the high school level. You know, he's he's a senior, but, uh, you know, he's he's had some challenges growing up but you know he's the number one fan for the Eaton Eagles so look out for a story on that um, like you mentioned you know soccer schedule uh, is already up on dfwvarsity.com also going to try and preview all 24 state qualifiers uh, Tuesday night I'll be at a big baseball district matchup uh, first place meeting against Burleson Centennial and Legacy uh, excited to watch Jacob Metter TCU commit for a Centennial and Nate Romback Texas Tech commit for Legacy uh, and that's just named, name a few stories you can look out for. Oh, well, also up on DFW.com, uh, check out Brian's story on uh, Dr. David Faltz's, uh Carol ISD superintendent and Mansfield coach David uh, Mayberry, both affected by cancer. We got to enjoy some uh, softball by throwing out the first pitch. And we talked about the, the world of uh, esports uh, during last week's podcast, so check out for the story online. And so I guess that wraps this one up. And I guess hopefully uh, William will be back uh, next week, so uh, we don't. Ha- I don't have to stumble through this. <laughs> I guess. Thanks again for yeah. <laughs> coming on, Steve. We, yeah. we, we appreciate it. Uh, well, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you next week.